Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. Today, like I say in every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? Yes, we have Mila Neighbors with us today. She started out as a competitive gymnast before transitioning to dance. Mila has won multiple awards and scholarships at national competitions. At age 12, she was discovered by a casting director and landed the lead role in her first film. Her lead roles have earned her multiple awards as Best Young Actress. Her talent can also be seen on TV and shows such as People Magazine Investigates, as well as commercial campaigns, web series, and music videos. And we're excited to have her on. So welcome yes, to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. It is our yes. pleasure. So as you know, we all went through this crazy COVID stuff over the mm -hmm. last year. And entertainment got hit the hardest of any industry. Yes, so how I did it affect you? And what have you done to maneuver through this crazy maze we have? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's actually crazy because the pandemic was obviously like very devastating and affected so many people's lives. And um, it's just been overall a really rough time. Um, but last year, actually, I because of the pandemic, I started doing music because I had so yeah. much more time. And I had been wanting to do music for a while. I had been wanting to sing and produce songs. Um, and so I start. I finally started doing music. And I don't think that I would have done it if it weren't for COVID, which is crazy. Um, and yeah, I mean, I started singing last year. And now I'm doing, I'm writing music and recording songs. And I'm coming up with my EP. And it's just crazy to think that that all started last year. So um, that was probably the biggest change um, in my life besides acting, which has been definitely a lot slower because of the pandemic. Yeah. And also yeah. for my age and because they want older to play younger. And so it's just a little bit slower for my end, but, um, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> and, and, you know, we definitely know exactly where you're coming from because like when we launched a show in January, 2020, so a couple months before COVID, yeah. And, you know, our original plan was 100 interviews. We thought if we could just do that, it would be a great foundation for the first year or 100 interviews. And then COVID happens. Right. And here's the funny part. The original plan was an up-and-coming country artist interview show. Oh, wow. That, that, was, that was the roots of the show. And it COVID, changed, idea. <laughs> and yeah. COVID changed all that. It did. Um, all of a sudden, we, I was like, you know what? We need to just then. open the door and flood it out. And we did over, we've over 400 interviews since launch. And because of COVID, we now bring on all artists and all people in entertainment from actors to athletes, you name them. That's awesome. Well, you really expanded your range because I would have never known that's how you started off. So that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. funny. We, we started country and right. although we still have country that comes on, it seems yes. like that's a smaller part of the show because it's so many parts of the show now. Right, 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 right. right. So diverse. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's, it's definitely been a crazy venture already. It has. We've absolutely. <laughs> yeah. no, so what was the transition like for you when you went from gymnast to dancer? So I quit gymnastics mainly because of my injuries. Mm -hmm. I had fractured my elbow and I kept refracturing the same part of the bone over and over again. And that was just like my time, like my body could not do it. Um, it was, it was a long journey. I had been doing competitive gymnastics since I was really young. 
Um, and gymnastics is pretty brutal, like physically yeah. and mentally. Yeah. I mean, you're in the gym all day. I had to be pulled out of school early yeah. every day. And it was just, especially for a kid, that was a lot. So um, I could not do it anymore. And I switched over to dance, which was the transition was, I would say, mostly smooth just because I had already had the athletic training mm-hmm. um, and the strength and the flexibility. I mean, I wasn't like the most flexible, you know, some kids doing these crazy tricks. I've never been naturally super flexible. Um, but the main thing was being able to have a more fluid movement quality because what dance is about is being able to move your body and in a lot of different ways, which from being a gymnast, everything is like super probably hard. <laughs> yeah. Being a gymnast, you get the muscles and then they don't right. want to be flexible. <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. Cause you can't be too flexible in gymnastics or else you'll hurt yourself even more. But I mean, at least, you know, I had my splits and I could, you know, do a lot of things that um, was very helpful when I started dance. So it was just about finding my movement quality and actually expressing my body that wasn't like, you know, doing tricks and basically that's what it was. So, but it was, it was really fun for me. And I had taken dance classes here and there when I was a gymnast. So I was a little bit experienced with, um, with taking different types of dance. So So when you were younger, what did you want to be? Did you want to be a dancer, a gymnast or a musician? I mean, what, what, what was your goal? See, when I was younger, I had no idea that I would be doing anything like this. I had no clue. And so that's really funny to me because I was just, I love gymnastics. I thought I would in it to the end. Or maybe, I mean, I, I did know that I might eventually switch to dance. I had always had a passion for dance, but it was mainly gymnastics or, and that was it. That's all I had really thought about. Because when you're in the gym, it's all day and that's all you think about. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have any time for other extra cu- curricular activities. So the fact that I'm doing acting and music right now, <laughs> 10 years ago, seven years ago, I would have, maybe even five years ago, I would have no idea. <laughs> well, in music, yeah. two years ago, uh, you would have been like that. Yeah, yeah, I really Because you said COVID was the reason you did music. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I, um, I come from a musician family. My mom is a classical bassoonist and my dad is a, um, a violist and no they way. both did music their entire life, went to college for it. Um, and so it was funny because they were like, oh, you know, you're like the only one in the family that doesn't have a super strong passion for music and that's okay. I mean, there's no problem with that. It was just, <laughs> so I used to do um, violin and piano when I was a kid and I hated it. Oh, I no. it. My mom taught me piano. We didn't get along. You know how, how it goes when the, when the parents teach the kids. Oh, just yeah. really cool. but, um, but when I started singing, they're like, there's your, we knew it. Your musical talent was up there somewhere. <laughs> so, so when you s- said that you want to make that transition into being an artist, they were excited. Didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they were like, yeah, you run me. I mean, I would say dance is definitely a form of art more mm-hmm. than gymnastics. I mean, it's gymnastics is a sport. Dance mm-hmm. is like people, yeah. some people call it a sport, but really it's an art form. Yeah. So yeah. That's a little bit more in the range of music more than gymnastics. Like she said, in your like Charlotte said, they're in your DNA. Oh, I love that. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Yes. And hey, Joe, that's our buddy oh, Joe. Yes, I do. 
nice. But um, yeah, I'm. It's crazy how much my life has changed in kind of a short period of time. But um, yeah, we right? understand that too, because you know, you know. Granted, I'm gonna be 50 this year, but we just started this show. We had no idea that we would yeah. go this route and do this thing, and now other doors are opening for possible speaking stuff down the road and and books and stuff. So, you know, and all this is coming all at once. So it's like uh, we never realized that this show would be the catapult for other stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's really great. Like one door that you put yourself in and start something, it leads to so many other things. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the same thing. Like when I started doing one thing and then people were like, oh yeah, people at my studio were doing acting and singing and all this. And I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> it's like, it leads you through so many different paths. So it's awesome yeah. that you guys are doing yeah, that. Yeah, cause we've had, we've had pl- plenty of guests that have what mm-hmm. they call tri- triple threat where they sing, they act mm-hmm. and they dance. Yeah. yeah. And that's what they want in the industry right now. They're like, oh, well you're an actor. Well, we need you to dance and we need you to sing. Um, mm-hmm. And so when I started acting, I was like, oh, singing, like, that's, I, I can't do that. Like, I, I don't know. I like, I like, I like to sing, but I was never confident about it. So. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And now well, you're doing it. Yeah, I'm doing it. <laughs> How does that feel? Huh? How does that feel? It feels like, it feels very, um, I'm trying to find the right word. Um fulfilling i would say because i feel like i'm doing what i really want to be doing yeah um because especially acting and singing right now i really feel like i'm able to express myself in the best way that i can and it's kind of a release for my emotions or whatever is going on in my head um and so it's just that's what art does for you it lets you release your emotions it lets you express and um, that's probably my favorite thing about it. And I really enjoy it. So you know, I remember Steve Harvey saying that when you know you're in that zone, what you're supposed to be doing is, is when you're doing something to where it takes the least out of you to do it. And everybody mm-hmm. thinks it's genius. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a good saying. We love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. That's true. Oh. So what are some hobbies you like to do outside of being creative? Ah, good question. Hmm, hobbies I like to do. <laughs> I like do stuff, and then people ask me, and it never comes to mind. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I okay. One thing I love. I don't. This is not really a hobby necessarily, but I um I love roller coasters. Sorry, that's oh, yeah. not even. That's not even a hobby. Okay, let's see. Oh, photography. When I was um at a competitive dance studio on the side, I would always bring my camera and we wa- would always do like little photo shoots on the side. I was super into photography um, mm. and I still like it. I just don't do it as much anymore. Um, I just don't really have the time. Um, time is a tough thing, ain't it? It's a tough thing. Dancing, singing, acting. It's already so much going on. <laughs> it's like when yeah. you have time balance, to add yeah. anything else, right? Yeah, when I'm not doing something, I'm normally just like relaxing and decompressing and like hanging out with my friends or my family or going to the dog park or something. But it's just playing all that hobbies too, though, in a way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> jogging. I don't know. I've been going on a lot of jogs. That's so. not, I don't know. I'm trying to find things that are actual hobbies, but. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> 
So um, what would you say is something quirky about you that people wouldn't know? Oh, quirky about me. My personality? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, never really thought about You guys are asking really interesting questions, and I feel like I'm not giving my full responses. I'm trying to think of something quirky about that nobody knows. Um, I can't think of what would you define as quirky? Like different, different, unusual. Because yeah. different yeah. people's definition of quirky is hmm. is different a lot of yes. times. So we, yeah, it's uh, really we term. <laughs> I'm. This is not really. I don't know if it's that quirky, but it's kind of like a personality trait. I'm mm -hmm. like very emotional, like for the littlest things. Like I'll watch <laughs> a social media video of like a dog or some sort of like something sad happening and I'll literally just be bawling right there yeah. and then and I think that's I'm pretty sure that helps me with my acting to be honest with you. What's funny is um there are times where we're watching TV and a Hallmark mm -hmm. commercial will come oh, on yeah. I'm in tears and I'm sitting there like so and emotional. <laughs> like my whole day I'm just thinking about it and I'm like oh. And so I guess that helps me with crying on cue for acting because I'm, I'm able sure to. I'm sure some men will try to say I lose my men's card for that one. But yeah, I end up in tears even over a commercial. No, <laughs> I feel that. I literally feel that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's also a teenage thing, but I feel like it's a me thing too. So, <laughs> so <laughs> this is me too. You know, a lot of people, they see um, the glory of like Blake Shelton, Carrie, and all the big artists and big mm -hmm. actors. Oh, yes. But they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, mm -hmm. the struggles that it takes, not just to get to their level, but even a career level within the entertainment world. Yeah. Now, I always want to talk about that side because I think a lot of people sugarcoat this side and they yeah. dive in and then they get beat up because it's so tough. The rejection is crazy. So mm -hmm. let's talk about this side of it a little bit. Let's talk about the sacrifices, rejection, and how you handle that. Absolutely. Well, that's a really good point to be making because everyone on social media only sees the side that people want them to see. They want them to see their successes and their achievements. But not real. the majority of the time, it's auditioning, never hearing back. It's dealing with things that you don't want to be dealing and dealing with situations and people who um just make you like put you down especially mm -hmm. in the social media world because a lot of it is toxic and that's sad because you'll see hmm, there's so many there's so many aspects um but it's okay let's start with acting so especially with acting you go in and you do the best that you can for your self tape and you find out the casting sometimes doesn't even open it. Or you found out the yeah. person booked it, it because they know the set teacher, which means really that it's a lot of time, um, not just about the acting, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you know, and your look and your height and your resume. And you might remind them of somebody that they don't like. Right. There's so many aspects on why you don't book a job. And that's why the percentage is a lot of times lower. And so if you audition for a lot of things, you end up bo booking maybe a couple of those things. But for me, since I don't really get too many auditions right now because of the fact that I'm 15 <clears throat> and they cast adults that are 18 to play younger so they can work longer, 
is to my disadvantage. And that's a really big problem for me. So with acting, that's why it's been slow. Um, or especially like with social media, you'll see someone's life on the internet. You'll see them doing all these fun yeah. things. And all these people are like, wow, I wish my life was like that. But in reality, yes, they have a privileged life, but at the same time, they also struggle with a lot of things. Wow. And so with the whole influencer thing going on, there's a lot of um, influencing of the wrong things. And so these people that are following these young teenagers are like, oh, I need to do this to be like them. And that's a problem because you don't. Nobody that are following these people, like everyone needs to own who they are and be confident about who they are instead of saying, oh, I'm going to do this to look like this person. I'm going to do this so I can have the life of this person. Um, mm-hmm. And when it comes to career side, it's like, oh, sometimes you feel like you're not worthy or not good enough because you don't feel like you've accomplished enough when really it's not even about what you've done. It's just about timing. Yeah. With jobs, mm-hmm bookings or with anything, with anything in the industry. It's all about timing. And it's just, it's a very competitive cutthroat industry. That's the bottom now, line. People now going back to social media, because mm-hmm. um, in our time, of course, you, we've always had bullies out yes, there. Yes. Mm-hmm. But in our time, there wasn't social media. Mm-hmm. Now, a bully can be a bully without nobody knowing who the bully is. Yeah, the cyber bully. Yeah. And so, how do you handle that side of it? Because again, they can be fierce, and of fierce, course, absolutely. And I know people say I just ignore it, but let's face it, not everybody can ignore it. That is very. That's a very good point because I go live a lot on Instagram and I talk to people, and sometimes we'll get these like clusters of people that will join all it's like almost like a gang like they all join at once and bombard that with all of these comments that are very degrading and really Uh disrespectful and for one sometimes it's not worth my time i really don't care what if if you're sitting behind a screen using your time to put someone Mm -hmm. down that's a reflection on who they are as a person and how Mm -hmm. they feel about themselves and that's the reality. And someone like that, I don't, with all due respect, I don't value their opinion that much. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if it's something like, if it's continual, I'm like, well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with you getting off the stream. I mean, this is my stream. Like, you don't have to be here if you don't like me. We don't vibe. That's fine. But like, this is like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody asked you to be here. <laughs> but a lot of times I'll just make it lighthearted because at the end of the yeah. day, yeah. For me, just because it's been going on, I've done social media for, you know, a hot minute now. I know what goes on. And I would say these people are trying to get to you. They're trying to make you feel bad. And that's what you don't want. You don't want them to see that their comments are affecting you. And sometimes they might be. And that's a problem. Sometimes they actually might affect you, but you don't want to show them that because that'll make it even worse. Yeah, because then they mm-hmm. get worse, and then they keep yeah, coming. Like, oh, they're like, "Oh, my comments are working, so I'm gonna go and do it again." Yeah. And like I've told a few people, that the problem really is, is that hurt people hurt people. And the sad exactly. part of it That's is, they've probably been bullied, and now they're gonna go bully other people. And they're continuing right. the cycle. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's what bully. It's always the people that are maybe insecure about themselves or. Like you said, hurt, and they want to reflect that onto others. 
um, to make them feel better about themselves, which is a concept I don't really understand because if you're feeling down and if you know how bad someone made you feel, why would you want someone else to feel that way? You know, right. but it's, I guess it's a mindset thing and I never um, would put those people down more so just say, hey, yeah. calm yeah. down and just get off the live. Like, you know what I'm saying? No need to get heated because that does make it work. Like I remember recently I seen a meme that said, I just saw a post that I disagreed with and I kept on scrolling because that's how I roll. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love that. You know, you don't need to start something in the comments or make it a big deal. You don't agree? Oh, well. You, know, you can skip, you can swipe, you can scroll. It's not like you're in person, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's been times where, and this has worked a little bit for me, but there's been times where I have disagreed with somebody on another post and I'll make a comment on my actual post, not about them, but about the situation. Okay, yeah. And I've had the actual person private message me and said, thanks for the hit. Thanks for making me think. Oh. Where, what if I'd have said that on their post? See, that's a real influencer. That's that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Influencing so, ideas. That's great. Yeah. And again, even if they didn't respond, it wouldn't matter because it was me just thinking about what they said and just turning it around and saying, you know what? Shouldn't be like this. Right, exactly. And that's a great, respectful way to do it instead of <clears throat> going on someone and coming, oh, you're wrong and this is bad post. And like, no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, cool. Like I used to have somebody a while back that used to do that. And, and he, and of course, as you notice, people only do this on posts they disagree with. You never yeah. see them like, as like, it's like, okay, I post 10, 20 times a day. And you don't say nothing on all those, but this one post mm -hmm. every now and then you're going to every time. And, 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 you know, some like people try to give you advice. I'm like, look, until you pour into my life on a daily basis, I don't take advice from people. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, if you're pouring into me, then that's different. And you wouldn't, and, you know, I've always heard, you know, the old saying, and I, and that's what I try to live by is, um, is, um, criticize, privately praise publicly yes i like that put out good things onto the social media platforms you don't want to have that kind of bad um negative like aura around you and that doesn't yeah like you were saying it doesn't mean that you have to agree with everything because everyone's opinions are different and everyone sees things differently um but it's about how you portray yourself on the internet is a big thing so I like what we're going here because again, you know, when we have younger people on the show, I always want to talk about the social media aspect. Right. Yeah, we all deal with stuff it. that we never had to deal with. I know, and it's like social media has become so big and it's all come up so fast too. And so social media isn't just for fun anymore. I mean, it's used as a business tool, it's used for a lot of things it's used for brands to sell their products i mean it's crazy how big like how many people are involved with these apps the reach of these social media platforms yeah and yeah. so that's crazy and for like, like i remember seeing a story that when you know this is like five years ago hmm. where kim kardashian could just do one tweet and people paid her 10 grand for it yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and it's mainly because how many people 
of how many people are seeing her tweet. Yes. The reach that she's getting. Regardless of people like it or not, they're seeing it. And that's the biggest yeah. thing. Exactly. Yeah. So now that we talked about the sacrifice side and all that, let's talk about the um, glory side. What are a few moments where you look back, you're like, wow, I've got to do that. Yeah, um, that's a good one. Okay, so I feel like as far as acting, my first moment when I was like, whoa, okay, this is this is really cool, was when I had my premiere of my first film, Feet of Fire, which I was uh, the lead in and I danced in it. And we went to the premiere, it was this big theater and everyone was there and I saw my face on the screen and everyone was watching and it was just kind of like a, wow, that's, that's like, that's crazy that I've come to do this. Um, and it felt like my work from shooting and from taking class and from all that had been paying off. And I knew that that's what I wanted to do. I was like, that's what I'm really passionate about. And that was probably the film that really jump-started my career and my mindset because I was like, I am really passionate about this. This is what I want to be doing. And seeing my face on that big screen of that premiere and then going off to do, um, going off to the film festivals and winning awards, it was just so rewarding. And I just felt so much gratitude. It was just incredible. As well as when I was... Uh, probably recording my first song oh, wow. and we got the final master of it and we were playing it on the speakers and I was like oh my gosh that's crazy like again a year ago I never would have imagined that I'm doing this and now we have a whole song put together and it was just um it was crazy it was awesome. it coming out so that song had already come out that was my um that was probably mm -hmm. my first release um it was a cover and now I have two originals out. So I have one called In My Thoughts and my second one's called Microwave. And uh, my EP is dropping on July 9th and that has three songs. So I'm most excited about that. I'll be yeah. really excited and proud of that. Yes. Thank you. Yes, I I really, I think that's probably gonna, probably my favorite release as, as well as the last one. I'm hard to decide. I'm a little biased, but. When you write a song and then produce it and all that, and then you hear it all come together, it's just super um, satisfying in a way. Now I see autism is near to your heart. Tell us a little bit about that um, and the charity that you support. Yeah, so um, I support a charity called Spreading the Love. And um, before COVID, we would go to events and we would donate and we would spread awareness and people would perform um, and people would do interviews about it. And so it was really great because all these people would come together for this cause um, and it was incredible. And then because of COVID, um, everything was shut down and these events kind of stopped and they started doing these, um, sometimes they would do like Zoom get togethers, mm -hmm. um, but I'm really just like looking forward to getting back to normal and real life. And um, so we can start doing this because I, I believe like in-person events are just yeah. way yeah. beyond zoom i mean it's different. i feel like it's kind of different if it's more so for talking or doing um you know acting class or an interview yeah. i think it's a cool platform but as far as events and bringing people together you need a person in person is just the way to go so i'm excited to um get back to that and, and things are starting to open back up now and they are, yeah, especially with the vaccine. I'm actually getting my second shot today. 
you had to wait because of being younger yeah i had to they actually just opened the 12 to 15 or some sort of new age range yeah, that right. before i wasn't able to get it it was 16 and up and i'm still 15 right. Yeah, because yeah, we watch Facebook now, and and you see concert, concert, concert now. It's like them because we're actually yes, on Monday heading to Tennessee. Um, we're gonna be going to Chattanooga for one day, and then seven nights in Nashville. Oh, because um, we're gonna spend Fourth of July week there. And, oh, um, cool, nice. That's awesome. And we're like, so much has opened up, and oh, yeah. And I, like, and Brad Paisley's doing a concert on um, July fourth there, so mm -hmm. we're gonna go to that, and then um, Chris Young on July fifth there. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. that sounds exciting. I I know that also in other states, because in California it's always been a little bit more on the restricted side mm -hmm. um, with the pandemic, which is a good thing. But at the same time, I feel like if we're if they're doing regulations, it should be everywhere. It should be globally so that. <laughs> Yeah. everyone can you know what i'm saying because it would vary the rules would vary from town to town like from city to city mm -hmm. and i don't know if that's the most in my opinion that's just like not, not the most effective because people go back and forth from cities <laughs> and having one city that's completely open and the next city where you can't leave your house i mean it's just kind of wishy-washy like we live in georgia and our states you know we only had about a two-month lockdown and that's yeah, it we've been open we've been fully yeah. open since mm -hmm. and that's so we great. pretty much lived our life almost. I mean, about the only thing that's not been normal was the mask, but even now that's normal. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, it's, I know that I think it was in Australia or mm -hmm. I, I think it was Australia. They had a two month lockdown. Like everybody was in lockdown, which was probably the most effective thing to do. And from then been opened. Nobody has to wear masks. There's They're no back in lockdown. Oh, they are. Oh. I've got friends of mine that said they want the Australia keeps locking them down, undoing. Uh, the problem is, you get everybody locked door. down, then then when you open it back up, even if one person has it, it'll start to spread. It, exactly. It's just a, you know, Sandy's domino yeah. on pandemics, mm -hmm. and it's just one of them things where a pandemic lasts about two years. That's just yeah, normal. on average about two years. And of. and it's got to do its thing, you know, because when you close down everybody. Mm -hmm. When you reopen, it's going to still spread. It's just, you just no way to completely clear it when right. it's this many people having it. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. I just, I know they had been open for like a really long period of time where ours was like in California, sometimes the regulations would go week to week. We were open and then we were not and then we were open again. It was just crazy. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course, you want to follow the rules and make sure that you're taking the safety precautions. But I just, mm, I'm so over it. <laughs> yeah, us too. Uh, I think you we're all over it. You're yeah. all over it. I know. All over it. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, a lot of people, they see you as the artist, the actress and all that. Um, but they don't see the teams behind you. And in our opinion, the teams no, never get the they love don't. they deserve. But on our show... They get some love. So tell us That's so sweet. a little yeah. bit about the team that helps you be who you are. Yeah. So um, my music producer who manages my music and he does he does so much for me. He's incredible. His name is Andrew Lane and um, he's a musician. So when we record, he's kind of like the director and helps me with my vocals. Um, 
And so he's my music guy, Andrew Lane. He's incredible. Um, along with the engineers who deserve love as well because they work so hard, um, Miguel Palmero and um, Chris, what's his last name? Chris Scott, I think, yes, Chris Scott is his name. There's two guys, they work on music, they're incredible. And um, my co-songwriter, Mimi Tomer, we write um, our songs together. So we'll go in the studio, we'll sit and we'll write and then I'll um, record it. So that's my team as far as music goes. Um, and for acting, I am signed with Aris Talent Agency. I just switched over to them actually. Um, cool. My agent's name is Rebecca, she's the sweetest. And uh, she's she's awesome, as well as AE Talent uh, for managing. Um, and I'm with Movement Talent Agency for dance. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So that's my team with acting. They, I mean, all my agents and managers, they know that it's just a little bit tougher for me. Cause again, I told you about the age thing, Yeah. Um, but either way, they're like, they're really hardworking and really nice people. And, um, and I do now, have tell us a parent story. Cause uh, again, your parents are part of your team too, um, but yeah. tell us a story and you probably got a thousand of them, but a story that kind of stands out where they went above and beyond for your career. And you're like, wow, they get, this is my passion. Wow. Okay. Well, my parents show me how much they care every day, which is something <laughs> I'm so grateful for. Um, but ra I can give you like some uh, examples. For example, when I used to, when I switched over to gymnastics, they um, every day would drive me all the way out to the valley, an hour and a half, stuck wow. in traffic every single day, would wait around and then would come pick me up. Um, it was just, it was, it was so far. It was so hot over there and they still did it. Cause I know I was, they knew I was, you know, passionate about it. A big one is always like what, yeah, what they would do. Like my parents always giving me transportation and always driving me and always helping me with my music and not giving up until it's just perfect. Cause my, especially me and my mom, like we're very perfectionistic, um, which like, good but at the same time sometimes we get in arguments because we both realities <laughs> um but not only do they you know support me but they help me so much especially like with acting with music my parents will spend hours like trying to help me with coaching me on auditions helping me with my music like every single aspect of my life is because of them my mom sub submits me for acting roles she helps manage my social media every single day mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so and it's, like, it's hard to think of one story because it's just like the overall progression of things that they just do for me wow. it's not just like picking me up and getting me it's everything in between too <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying i love that yeah, yeah. And, uh, speaking of teams we have a third co-host a I'll little nine-year-old that we always sit, ask a few questions so sandy's gonna go get I'll him get and we have a two-year-old daughter that when she gets older she'll be plugged in a show too Oh, that's awesome. Because we're trying to be a family affair show here. Family <laughs> show. That's great. That's amazing. That's really cool. But, you, know, you know, definitely love the fact that your parents stand behind you. Because, yes. you know, we've talked to a lot of people. And it's always when the parents are behind the career that they have a stepping stone. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and I think sometimes parents, oh, I'm going to be a musician. And they cringe. 
because they want to they want you to be the doctor, the lawyer. Oh, and, yeah. like, and, and I think a part of it is society's fault, too, because mm -hmm. society shows Blake Shelton and they show the broke person. But they don't show that there's like so many people in but so many levels in between that to where you can make a career within entertainment and people never know who you are. Yeah, that's very true. And, you know, a lot of people start doing one thing and that they're passionate about, but they end up making it in the industry doing something else. Like you're doing. And, and that's kind of, yeah, it's kind of happening to me too. I mean, I started out doing one thing and now I'm doing a variety of different things, which I had no idea I'd be doing. Um, but once you are gaining that recognition, then you can start making the choices on your own and say, okay, so now I really want to start doing more of this and more of that because I already have that platform to do it. Yeah. Um, so it's about working up to that. But um, hi, it's me, I'm a guest. <laughs> So what's your favorite food? What's my favorite food? Hmm, I love pasta. Pasta is probably my favorite food. Um, I could, I don't know. It's, I've always been, that's always like been my favorite food. Also Polish. So my mom is Polish and they have, Poland has the best food ever. <laughs> um, basically just European food in general is just so good. Cause it's like real Fresh, it's just oh, so good. So. And what's yours? My mine is is a uh, pizza. <laughs> pizza is good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I love pizza. yeah, he could eat it all day long if we gave oh, it to him. I'm sure. Same with, <laughs> same with me and carbs, honestly. What? Carbs, but I'm like, no, I can't do that. I can't, but I want to. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, what's the fair TV show? Ooh, okay. Um, I have so many. That's why this question is so hard. <laughs> I love. Um, have you seen Friends? I'm sure you have. Oh I yes, love, I have. So good. I love Friends. Um, this new. It's a newer show. It's called Euphoria. I really like Euphoria. Um, I like Stranger Things a lot. I love the cast of Stranger Things. I know it's a very popular one. Um. Uh, and a few other Netflix shows like The Society. I don't know. You guys might not have seen them, but there's a lot of good orig Netflix originals that I like. But Friends, mm -hmm. mm, so good. Probably my favorite. My mine is SpongeBob. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I I used to watch SpongeBob. I like SpongeBob. Huh. And it's been cool because, huh? Yeah, he likes Patrick. Yeah. Patrick. Oh, okay. Patrick's funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been cool because you know we bring on a lot of people. From who are actors and you know, like you yourself. And um, he watches a lot of your Nickelodeon Disney shows. And so we've been able to bring on people from his shows onto here. So it's been really cool for him. That's so cool. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, I wish my parents was doing that when I was little, you know? <laughs> right, you gotta get to meet the people that you watch on the big screen, right? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Right, next. Okay, so what's your favorite movie? Ooh, okay. Mm, I always say that, ooh, okay, no. Um, I love the Harry Potter series. Have you seen Harry Potter or no? Uh, I haven't. You haven't? It probably might. I don't know what it is. Some people make fun of me for it, but mm -hmm. I love Harry Potter. It's really good. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love um basically any movie with Gerard Butler. I love Gerard Butler. Do you know him or no? Mm -hmm. 
but um it's a movie called London Has Fallen. It's actually a series of movies and um it's with Gerard Butler and he's just such an like amazing actor. Mine, mine is the Minions movie. <gasps> I like the Minions movie a lot. Oh my gosh. I kinda wanna watch that again. I like that. <laughs> he 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 likes them all. And so does Kate and our little two year old. She loves them all yeah. too. When when we're at like the mall, if there's a store that has a little minion in it, she we have to go in there. Oh, of course, you gotta Kate go. And and, she, and it's funny because she picked up one part. Now she's out of this phase now, but it was the cutest thing, and he loved it too. Which he would do this, but um, he she picked up one part of the movie and um, where they turn purple and they go. <laughs> and so every time she would see one, she used to go. <laughs> that's so cute i love that it's just the funniest thing i'm like one part of the movie and she's gonna that's the part that she picks up that's hey, she done that today oh she did do it today oh, so she's still doing signature, it signature part of the movie <laughs> so cute i love that bye thanks bye nice to meet you yeah, yeah he loves that you know his part is he's been on almost all the episodes Nice. I love that. That's, a, that's so awesome. A family activity. So and look at what Joe said. My mini Mia. Oh, oh. definitely is. Joseph's clone. Absolutely. So if, you know, being an artist now, if you could co-write with any artist dead or alive, who would it be? Hmm. Um, very good one. Ooh, okay. Let me see. I love um, The Weeknd a lot. I, that's like my music taste. I love The Weeknd. I would say maybe, like I looked up to him. He could be like my mentor. We could co-write. could be someone. <laughs> there you, go. Um, you know who else is a really upcoming um, music artist that I really like is um, Olivia Rodrigo. Oh. I really love like how soulful her voice is, and I can tell that her music is written like written from a really authentic um, place. Yeah, and yeah. so that's the kind of person that I feel like would be a good write like to you know good to write with because you really come up with um, ideas that have a lot of meaning to you. And I'm the same way because I feel like my music is storytelling. Mm -hmm. Rather than having all the highs and lows and the technique, and um, it's mostly about the story that I'm trying to get across and the emotion and the soul. Um, and I feel like she has that, as well as an incredible voice as well. So it just tops yeah. it off. But um, yeah, that's what I would say. So this probably has a thousand answers, oh, but just think of the first one that pops in your head. <laughs> um, what is a song you've heard that you wish you wrote? Ooh, I wish I wrote some of those songs that just kind of hit different. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say the first one that pops, there's probably a million. It's called Save Your Tears, and it's actually by The Weeknd. Yeah. Something about it, it makes me like, it makes me get up and dance, but it also kind of makes me want to cry at the same time. Does that make sense? Yeah. One of those songs. I love it. Yeah. That is awesome. awesome. So, so 2015, we interviewed Kelsey Ballerini before she was Kelsey, <laughs> um, so to speak. 
And one of the questions I asked her was where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the guest that same question, because the answer she gave us back then is to the T of what she's living. I mean, she knew A, B, C, D, what she, she wanted to be in five down. years. And she's living every she bit is. of what she said on, on what we asked her. Wow. Um, so knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Well, that kind of gives a pressure of, oh, well, if you're not doing that, you're doing something wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I always like to set the bar high. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's supposed years, to be. Should be. Right. I hope that I will be touring. I really want to go on tour for music and um, tour the country, maybe even tour who knows where. I really want to go. Um, and in five years, I will be already 18. So I'm hoping that acting will start to pick up again. So I hope that I can work more and be on some really cool movies and be on some TV shows um, and have myself more established overall as an artist. And I know that things are going to go in a lot of different ways that I'm not even expecting yet. I already know it's going to happen because it's happened before. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are probably my main two things. I really want to be working on movie sets and on a show and um, touring with music, which I know it's kind of hard to do at one time, but figure it oh, out. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> figure it out. So, yeah, well, the, you know, oh, I'm sorry. Also, I also started doing um, a lot more choreography, like choreographing for oh, yeah. videos, and like I just choreographed. Um, a number, not a number. It was more so a dance for my friend's music video, which is going to be releasing soon. And um, in the summer, um, I am not a hundred, like ninety percent. I was offered to go and choreograph for um, to teach a lot of a lot of kids that wow. basically be their mentors. And so they're like, "Yeah, we'll get you out to Vegas, and it'll be a lot of fun." And so that was really cool thing that um, got offered to me. So I definitely want to do more choreographer, choreography, um, whatever that may mean. I don't know exactly. <laughs> I mean, it could mean a lot of things. Choreograph for other people's music videos. Yeah. Choreograph for me, like in my most recent music video, me and um, one of the other dancers choreographed the piece that's in oh, wow. the video. So that was really fun too. Yeah. Love that. So let's look even further down the road. Let's say we're 15 years down the road and you're a success on a grand scale. You, what, you know, whatever that means for you, you're there. You've made it. If okay. the person you are today could meet her, your future successful self, what would you remind her? Uh, I remind her. Um, that's so difficult. Uh, I love these questions. Um <laughs> I would say don't take anything for granted, probably. That would be something I would say because sometimes. Because you can be on top and fall. That is very true. Don't take anything for granted. Remember how you started. And I, I'm always a firm believer of um, like making sure, because a lot of people, when they make it to the top, they get very, uh, over them, you know, above the clouds, over themselves. Yeah. yeah. And it's not intentional a lot of times, yeah. but mm -hmm. kind of just to remember where you started, you know, and take, like, you know, be grateful for every moment because I know that sometimes even now I get so caught up and I 
need to just take a step back and say, hey, it's going to be okay. I get worked up sometimes because I have all these, you know, goals and I it can be overwhelming and stressful. Um, yeah, because I, I have a very, I'm a little bit disorganized with the way that I think. And so sometimes that can be a dis disadvantage. So I would say, yeah, be grateful for every moment and don't take anything for granted. Awesome. And how would you describe your music to someone who hasn't heard it yet? Um, I would say each of my songs so far is a little bit different. They all have a little bit of a different feel to them. So okay. it's kind of a good variety. Like yeah. if I have five originals, because the three that are dropping, I would hope that somebody could find at least one that matches kind of their vibe. Because they're all a little bit different, but at the same time, I would say they're more on the pop, indie, a little bit. Um, the first one is a little bit more, a tiny bit more on the R&B side, but mostly like pop, indie, soulful. And um, that's probably how I would describe it. Awesome. And on the acting side, what would you would be your dream role or character to play? I've thought about this and I feel like it's probably changed since the last time I answered this, <laughs> but I would love to play like a really, I would, it's definitely would be a protagonist role that it's like very empowering and like has a voice, you know, one of those characters like, wow, that's badass. That kind of character <laughs> that yeah. has a lot of like depth to them that shows, you know, what's going on inside. Who would you want to co-star with you on it? Ooh, Zendaya. Freaking <laughs> love her so much. I love Zendaya. Or Gerard Butler. He could play my dad or something. <laughs> They're both so incredible. Um, or also, okay, being the mean girl is fun, but if it was like a main leading role for a movie or a TV show, a character that the audience loves and relates to, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. would be the character. Yeah. Yeah. And what would you like your legacy to be as an artist? What would you like to be known and remembered for? I would, I wouldn't want to be known as somebody who's in the shadow of someone else. I would want to be known as, oh, she's Mila Neighbors, like she's doing her own thing, different, she uh, has her own, I'm like not the person kind of, but um, someone who does things from the heart and from like a real and authentic place. Um, and just, that's what, I don't know. <laughs> and if you could relay any message to your fans, what would you want to tell them? Well, I would probably want to say, first of all, thank you for supporting me and like, yeah, just supporting me overall. Like it's seriously, I would not have come so far on social media and with everything that I'm doing, if it weren't for these people who were joining my page and supporting me, sending me messages, liking my post, like it just, it's all so crazy. And I have so much gratitude for them more than it's ex like more than it's explainable. I mean, having so many people that are watching your live streams and your posts every day it's like very motivating because you're like wow people are appreciating this and in return i appreciate them mm -hmm. you know they're allowing me to have a platform 
and encouraging me and motivating me. And sometimes I won't even have the best day and I'll hop on live stream and I'll have a blast talking <laughs> to questions. Like I have a lot of I have a lot of people going on my live. They're hilarious. Like I love talking to these people. And again, you guys know about the people that are, you know, not so nice or the people who aren't oh, leaving good yeah. comments. And that just gets removed. Who cares? I don't yeah, care. Delete and ban. Delete and ban. And what's really pushing me is the people are saying, wow, Mila, like I really, uh, I see how much work that you're putting into this music. I see that you're working hard. That's what really um, makes, like makes my day. Mm -hmm. These people are appreciating it. And I can say, well, I appreciate that you're taking the time to listen to my music and to watch my posts and, so big thank you like for real. yeah that's like you know there are many times where i have a bad day bad morning and we do yeah. these shows five six days a week um and it's like um i get on here and i, I just forget everything that's happened this is your therapy this is my, this is my therapy. yeah it's like an escape right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the sad part what's funny is you're actually going to be the last interview for like 13 days yeah it's going to be the longest because our trip Monday. coming up and all that yeah. so it's kind of weird that we're not going to be doing any shows for 13 days wow big break big break yes no for sure Sometimes you need it. Probably need we it. We probably need it. I don't yeah. want to take it, but right. I a little recess. It can be nice and fresh when you come back too. Exactly. <laughs> so as we come to a close here, um, let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her singing. They have something special. As Simon Cowell would say, they have that it factor. They have the it. They only played maybe 30, 40 shows. So they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side. What advice would you give that specific person? And because they, you know, they've gotten on stage, they got what every artist says, that stage bug where they look over the crowd and the crowd's roaring. What advice would you give them to kind of help guide them the next few years? And on the flip side, would you give the artist, I mean, an actress, the same advice? And if not, mm -hmm. what would that be? Well, if you are confident that you are passionate about that and that obviously if people are saying you have the it factor, that's a huge that's huge because that means that you draw the audience. You have people that want to watch you. That is the it factor. You have that quality that engages people. And I would say, don't let that go. Don't like, let, don't let it go to waste. Find people that will be your team. Cause you know, we were talking about teams and how they don't get enough love. It's really about your team because your team will push you and support you and get you to where you want to be. They will get you those opportunities so that you can continue to pursue your dreams and to, you know, mm -hmm. keep going on these shows, find people. You have to get, I think the biggest thing I would say is getting yourself out there. Don't be scared because what's yeah. the worst that could happen? You get rejected. Oh, well, it's the industry. You're going to get rejected anyway. Regardless, if you're the you don't best. Want rejection, you're in the wrong industry. Wrong industry. You don't want it. Yeah. Get yourself out there. Whatever that means. Go on social media. Post every single day. Find a team. I mean, it's just if you want to do it, you need to find your people. You need to find that. You just go. Just do it. <laughs> you, know you can't be scared you can't be closed off that's what we had to do when we launched the yeah. show we spent the whole 2019 the ifs, right so 2019 we didn't launch because we let what ifs change right it. what ifs you don't want the what ifs it's about what could happen 
Yep. And oh, finally, it was, you know, yeah, like I love the little song, the song by King Brown, What If, with Lauren Elena. Oh, yeah. Because he take they take it the other way. Instead of what if it's bad, what if it's good? What if it's good? Because what could happen? And if it doesn't, you keep going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You put in that worth work. I can never say that work. <laughs> I hate that word. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> So, so yeah i don't know it's just a hard question because there's so many it really depends on the scenario too yeah on how you're gonna get yourself out there exactly but part of the strategy, being finding a new lane you don't want to be oh i'm the new this i'm the new that but finding your own lane is like really important finding what makes you different i guess is i think is yeah. really exactly Absolutely. and what a great way to end here so if you want to tell everybody how they can reach out to you yes please do um yes so um, my Instagram and or Instagram is the main one. I have my email and contact and all that is um, Mila.neighbor. So M-I-L-A dot N-A-B-O-U-R-S. And um, if you want to catch me on YouTube, it's just Mila Neighbors. And I have my music on there. I have two of my new music videos. Um, and those are probably my two main social medias that have more of my contact info in the links as well. Um, but I'm most active on YouTube and Instagram. So catch me on there. And you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today. We, we look forward to having you back down the road. Thank you. So I really appreciate you guys having me. It was so much fun. And we covered a lot of important topics. So thank you so much for having me. Well, the um, tagline does say up close and personal. So yeah. that's what we try to get. We did. Thanks, Thanks so much for your time. <laughs>